Yeah, so Femke and, and Jan phoned me about, what, a month ago? And asked, can we please dedicate a little Femke? But but we sit in Afrikaans, we're going to insien. Or, come on, we're going to Better as insien. Yeah, it sounds a little bit weird almost. We sit here in the word, and we're going to go down Yeah. So, so special. How beautiful. Eh? But it's a special, special thing that we can dedicate our children to God. And uh, we, we see this in, in, in the Old Testament that actually there was a law in, in the Mosaic law. So like the law that Moses wrote, there's a law that you have to dedicate your child in Israel. So, and I didn't actually know that, but it says about Jesus, it says, when the time came and they were purified, as the law stated, Joseph brought Jesus to the temple to, to, be, to dedicate him. And uh, how incredible is that? That's not the, the snip thing. That's the, an actual dedication to God. And, uh, and that's, what, that's why we're here today. To, so I, I promised Yain and Danielle, <laughs> if you're going to cry, I'm going to cry. <laughs> That's good. Um, I promised them that, that I'm going to make you guys promise stuff. So you've got to be ready. Because you're going to make a promise just as much as they're going to make a promise. Do you want to say something? Are you ready? <laughs> now, I, now I pick the moment. Huh? Sure, this... Uh Dis baie speciaal vir oogend um, om my dochterkie aan, ja, aan die heren op te dra. En uh, beloofde dat ek en my vrou aan die wee van die heren sal groot maak. En, uh, en ja, dis, dis speciaal. Ek, um, vir allemaal, ja, vir allemaal wat hierdie jaar kinders kry het, is, ja, jou leven verander nie, in die oogwink maar vir die beter, en, uh, en dit is super speciaal, dit uh, is rarig, die Heer het die grap gemaakt, toe hy, toe hy gesê, dit is een geskenk van hom af, en, uh, en ja, ek, uh, ek raak, <laughs> ek raak vannig emotioneel, en uh, ja, toe ek hierna toe kom, dus ek, toe voel ek net soos in my hart, ja, dit, ja, net soos hoe die Heilige Geest werk, en, uh, En ja, ek wil net, ek wil net een gebed oor al bid en dan kan jy, kan my vrou ook bykie praat. <laughs> ja, Heere, dankie net ja, vir die voorrecht vir ochend, Heere, vir die voorrecht Heere, om een gezonde kind die te kan hee, te kan vasthou en op te dra na u, my Vader Jesus, Heere. En, um, en ja, Heere, ons is die perfect nie, ons is die perfecte ouders nie. Heere, ons, ons gaan fouten maak. Maar ek om vraag vir genade vir oogend, Heere. Ja, Heere, genade om haar, om haar groot te maak, Heere, in, in die weer van u, my vader, Heere. Want u het een groot doel met al, my vader, Jesus. Heere, u het vir haar vir ons gegee, Heere. En u het vir haar plan, my vader, Jesus, Heere. En ek om bid vir oogend, Heere, dat sy, dat sy, 
Oh, hart al van een vroeg van een jong ouderdom af. Jere, vir u sal gee, my vader Jesus. Jere, dat sy u, dat sy, soos wat sy groot word, my vader Jesus. Jere, dat sy net u sal, u liefde sal ervaar, my vader Jesus. U geest sal ervaar, van jongs af, my vader. Ja, jere, dat, ja, jere, dat, dat sy net, Ja, dat zijn net, dat zijn net die gees, net die gees sal ervaar, Heere. Is al, is al wat ik wil hee, my vader Jesus, Heere. En, en ja, Heere, ek vraag vir u dat u ons help, Heere, vir my en vir Daniel. Heere, dat u ons sal seen met wijsheid en inzicht, Heere, oor hoe om situasies te hanteer. Heere, en dat is, dat, dat u... Heere, ons sal lei, Heere, van hoe om aan te spreek, my vader Jesus, hoe om al, ja, hoe om al op die pad te hou, my vader. En ek loof en ek prijs u vir oogende, en ek sê dankie vir elkeen wat u is vir oogende, Heere, wat, wat saam met ons sal help, my vader Jesus, Heere, wat ons accountable sal hou, Heere, vir vir oogende. Dankie, Jesus, in die naam. Um, ja, vanochtend toe ons bid, ook net ek en Jan, dan besef mense, dit is eigenlijk een baie groot voorrecht om hierdie voor jylle allemaal te kan doen, en ons het de uitnodiging uitgestuur aan die klomp van jylle wat hier so is, maar dit ja, word nie net bepaard door die wat ons uitgenooi het nie, maar om deel, sodra jy sê, jy is deel van die gemeente en jy is deel van die kerk, um, dra mense samen met, aan mekaarse laaste en ook die seninge, nou Femke is beslis nie een last nie, maar, um, Dit is een uitnodiging vir die wat in ons leven is, om in ons leven te kan inspraak maak, om vir ons te kan sê, sjo, hier is ons daak een blind spot, jylle moet daak hieraan werk, of die dag wat ons nie weet nie, dat ons na jylle toe kan kom, en ja, kan vertrouw dat jylle vir ons um, godelike weisheid en inzicht gaan gee, en saam, saam met ons gaan bid vir ons kind. Um, so, ja, dit is eigenlijk op die eind van die dag nie net iets wat ek in die hand doen nie, maar ons, ons beskou jylle as getuies en ons, ja, wil he, jylle moet in ons leven inspraak maak, en tot so baie mense wat al klaar tijdens my swangerskap en die femke gebore was, so deel was van haar journey, nou al klaar so lief het, en dit is vir ons so kostbaar. Um, ja, en femke, my gebed vir jou is dat jy altyd die noupad sal kies en dat jy van vroeg af sal weet, dat die dinge van die wereld is nie so lekker, soos die eeuwigheidsdinge nie. En dat die Heere vir jou sal weis, hoe kostbaar is die skatte in die koninkryk, en dat jy dit sal nastreef, tot in lente van daal. En dat ander kinders ook sal sien, hoe lekker dit is om die Heere te dien, en dat jy ook vir hulle van die Heere kan leer, en dat jy a joy sal hee, wat alle verstand te boven gaan. Ja, alle verstand te boven gaan, en een vrede, en dit is ook die betekenis van haar naam, is um, Women of Peace, en aan die begin het ek gedink, dit is, uh, dit, sy gaan een rustige kind wees, een vredevolle kind wees, en ek het het gevat vir my. Um, sy is nie een moeilike kind nie, maar sy is beslis nie die rustigste kind nie, en um, ek moet eindelijk die skrif, is op myself, en my maak in die saak, die amplified, die vrede van die heren, of die, hulle noem het spiritual peace, so mooi uiteens het, en dit is eigenlijk om te sê, dat jy gee nie in, to die desires van jou vlees nie, en dit is om in unity te wees met God, so dit is ook wat ek oor jou bid, is dat jy die spiritual peace sal ervaar, en weer eens, ja, dat jy sal weet, so drom as jou voet in die wereld sit, dit gaan nou uitdagings wees, maar as jy aan Jesus vasthou, dan gaan jy a spiritual peace sê, wat, ja, net die Heere vir ons kan gee, my kind, ja, 
as een van die oma's of opa's iets ik wil bid of iets sê of selfs jylle wat ja, deel is van ons en deel is van haar leven of ja, ek het vanochtend ook net ervaar um, toe ons bid as iets is wat, wat ja, jylle het een prompting in jylle hart om iets oor haar te bid of een skrif of wat ook al het of selfs vir ons ja, dat jylle van die geleentheid sal gebruik maak um, ek denk dit, dit sal definitief ons faith boost <laughs> en ons encourage ja um, as die opa van, van Femke wil ek vraag dat alle opa's en oma's net vir een oomlik een staan of oma groeikies kan jylle net vir oomlik staan en dan um, ek denk as meer, Jan is denk jy baie meer maar dit is ek denk dit is met groot dankbaarheid dat jylle ook vandag hier is dat jylle baie jare terug ook gedoop is en dat jylle vandag een celebration bijwoon en is groot dankbaar ten door die Heere dat jy leiding geneem het en soort veel dinge in kinderse levens en dat jy nog steeds een voorbeeld stel om vir ochend te wees ons dank die Heere daarvoor dat jylle ook vandag in die is en mag jylle nooit ophou tot die dag dat jylle jylle laaste asem uitblaas om die leiding en voorbeeld te stel vir enige kind, of die kind nou 10 is, of 2 is, of 60 is, is nog steeds belangrijk. Ja, ek, um, is ook maar soos Jan, kie my sneeuw betek, ja. Um, <laughs> maar ek denk nie, die, um, die grootste ding in een mense lewe is om een kind te mag hee, die voorig om een kind te mag hee. So, um, ek het vir Jan gesê toe ons nog die doekenpartijkie gehou het en ek sê dit nou weer, dat die heren een mens sien met die kind en dat die verantwoordelijkheid ongelooflik is, het die enig sonder om kan doen nie. So ons bid maar nie die heren sy sien op dit toe, dankie. Ek het baie langklaas oor een mikrofoon gepraat, maar ek voel altyd as die heilige gees um, in my werk en ek krijg die gevoel dan moet ek dolik, ek moet luister. En ja, die heer het sommer net vir my gesê, hy wil sommer met Femke muziek maak. Hy um, wil haar dirigent wees, hy wil in haar hoogste hoonote wees en hy wil in haar laagste laanote wees. En ja, hy wil, hy wil haar leven orkestreer, hy wil... Um, Ja, hy wil, hy wil mooie muziek maak sommer daar, hy wil toelaat wie die viool in haar symfonie gaan wees, hy wil toelaat wie, um, ja, wie gaan voor klavier speel, hy wil elke instrument in haar leven wil hy toelaat en hy wil besluit en ja, Femke moet die kiese maak om, ja, om die heren, uh, sa, ja, die heren is, ja, Bos is die dirigent van haar leven te maak en dis wat hy vir my gegeet het en die heilige geest het net gevoel, ek moet dit hier voor allemaal kom sê en nie net vir jou nie. Um, ja, laat allemaal weet as hulle moet instrument speel in Femke's leven en dat hy die mooiste muziek sal met haar gaan maak Is daar nog iemand?
That's a Pharisee story. Sapphanya three Pharisee and thing. What's that in English? Zephaniah. Okay, cool. Is there noch jemand mit iets? Toen ik vanochtend gebed het vir Femke, het ek net die hele tijd die waves gesien, en ek het gevoel die versie is verhoor. Um, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not re- expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Maar ek gevoel die Heere geer die opposite verhoor. She will not be like a wave tossed by the wind, and she will be steadfast, because you are her parents, and you guys will be schooling her in the things of the Lord, and you guys declare that he is king of your lives. And so she will be that. And she will expect everything from him because she knows that. Yeah, so, now I'm going to get my belief So, you have all heard what Jan said and Daniel said about Femke as ouders. That they, as ouders, the responsibility to take om vir Femke groot te maak in uh, Godse Koninkrijk en dat hulle na die beste van hulle vermoe uh, na gaan kyk, nie net fysisch nie, maar geestelik na gaan kyk. Eindelijk dat hulle dit as belangriker sien um, om haar geestelik groot te maak spiritually to raise a, as a daughter of God. So, and they've promised to do that in front of us, Right? And they've said, we can keep them to an account to do that. So, now I'm going to do something on your behalf. And uh, and I'm not giving you much choice in it. So, here's the thing. As much as they've made a promise to us and to Femke and to God to look after her, we make a promise to you that we will help, that we will be there. That we won't be interfering. <laughs> that we will be uplifting and encouraging. And, uh, and that we will be soft-handed when we have an opinion. But that if we see something, that we will say that. That we take up a joint responsibility as the, as the body of Christ with you. To look after Femke and to direct her steps through you <laughs> as her parents. Uh, to the best of our ability to God and uh, yeah so that's a promise that we make to God as a, as a congregation, as a family that we will help you with Femke in a road because it, it does take a, a village to raise a child like any, any of the guys here with kids that are older than one <laughs> or even less <laughs> All by this time I've found, figured that out, that it's really hard to raise your kids on your own. Uh, and it takes a, a family and a family of God to raise a child well. So, can I pray? Yeah. yeah Father God, today we come together, Lord, as a, as a body of Christ together, as a family, Lord, as a bigger family of God. And we want to pray for Jan and Danielle that you would be with them every step of the way, Lord. Father, that you will give them wisdom and patience and energy and sleep. <laughs> Lord, that, uh, you know, Father, that you would guard their hearts 
Father, and that you would just direct their steps with your spirit, Lord, to be supernatural parents. Father, we thank you that you have given Femke the best parents that she could have gotten, Lord. That Jan and Danelle serve you with all their lives and their hearts, Lord. And that you have placed Femke in their careful care, Lord. Lord, I want to pray for Femke, Lord, that, uh, that the symphony that you have intended for her life, Father, would come and that it would be perfect. That every note would be in its place. That the highs would be on pitch, Lord, and the lows would be perfectly timed. Father, that her life will sing a symphony unto you, Lord, and would point those that hear her symphony and see her life back to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can ask you, Lord, to co-parent and protect little Fimka, Lord. Amen. Ek wil net um, beaam wat Chris my ek weet nie, ek sien nou nie nou nie, maar um, sy het my gevraag door die symfonie orkest, en ek gaan nie my geboortestorie met julle deel nie, maar toe ek rarig breed, as ek voete geleed, oor hoe Femke geboore moet word, en wat my hartsbegeerde is, het die heren vir my so vier weke, oor daas is jy, <laughs> het die heren vir my so vier weke, voordat sy geboore was, gesê hy bereid vir haar symfonie orkest voor, en ek het nie geweet wat het beteken nie, ek het net gedink, jy weet, alles gaan so mooi, natuurlijk gebeur, um, en het het nie natuurlijk gebeur, en sy definitief besluit op eie tijd wanneer sy gaan kom, maar op die eind van die dag was het toe keizersnee, en letterlijk net paar minuute voordat ek in Kramen gaan, toe wees, ja, jyre weer vir my, toe sy net vir my symfonieorkes, en ek het toe ervaar, ek, het, maar ek moet dan nou kei wees, as het die keizer gaan wees, en toe ek in die theater was, en hulle het my ingespuit, en ek kon niks meer voel nie, en ek sien al die dokters, en allemaal weet precies wat hulle doen, en hulle weet precies hoe die instrumente werk, die timing is on par, dit gebeur alles so mooi, stapie vir stapie, en het is ek net soos, hier is begin van haar symfonieorkes. Um, so dankie Chris Marie, dit is rarig, dit is encouraging, en ek weet nou, dat die jyre gaan bepaal, wanneer wat moet wees, en hy is die dirigent, en ek kom bid het sommer net, oor alkeen van jylle lewe ook, dat as jy nog nie jylle dirigent is nie, um, mag jylle vinnig in sy symfonie join. Ek het nou net gedankt die Jan sê, sy grisse begeerte is maar net dat die heilige geest by Femke moet wees, en is my ginsteling vaars, jy sal gaan dit nou net oor al bid, is that God would gra- um, go, uh, grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory with mighty power and strength in your inner man that you would be a body holy, full and flooded with God. Baie, baie, dankie. Ja. Dankie dat jylle dit met ons gedeel het. <laughs> wow. How special is that? So, um, Before we go to worship, I'm going to say a couple of things. I had a, yeah, I'm going God's reshaped my, what I wanted to say this morning, completely. <laughs> Why did they get my, ah, I do that, huh? I did a little oorgekom, that I brought up my cell phone with the man, and then, then, 
hysteries bekom het, waar het ek my telefoon hier gesit, en iemand vraag, soos in Bach, hou net gevast, want ek soek my telefoon, ek gaan nou weer met jou praat, en sê hulle, praat jy nie op jou telefoon met my nie? <laughs> eh, ooh, has that happened to anybody? Come on, please. Is it just me? <laughs> it's just me. That's worse. <laughs> it's got to have happened to somebody. I know that. You just don't want to say. <laughs> but yeah, the word dedication this morning is, uh, I think, something that God wants to talk to us about. What does it mean to be dedicated? And uh, so I looked it up. It says, to be dedicated is to be devoted to a task or a purpose. Uh, there's another one that says, you are intended or something is intended for a particular purpose. So to be dedicated means that you, you're not a multi-tool. I should have brought my Leatherman this morning. A Leatherman's not really dedicated to a task. It can do many things. The nice thing of a Leatherman is you can do a lot of things with it. But you often find you need to do something small. And you need this that one little screwdriver, a specific Phillips or a, uh, or a final, and then it's not on the Leatherman. And then you make it work. And uh, often you break the thing that you're busy with. So that screw is then not usable. Where if you use the right one, actually you'd be able to turn the screw out and turn it back in. The Leatherman, you can grab it in the end like I did last night with a screw in Benjamin's wall. And you can turn it with enough force. But we're not going to reuse that screw again. So late last night he said, Dad, can you help me to put up my curtains? I said, sorry, I can't. Because I I knew I had broken the screw they were supposed to, or intended, for the purpose of holding that up. And we'll have to find a new one. Sorry, Benjamin. Or have you found a new one? Okay, he had to repurpose a new one. Um, And that's what it means to be dedicated. And if you get... If you get the right tool that's dedicated for that purpose, it works better. So there's a sense of if we are dedicated to something, then we, we'll do the job better. Um, then my sister sent me a, a video, so I can, I can boast a little bit about some family members. My sister sent me a video two days ago of her son, my little, little nephew, Cornei running a race it's, everybody knows it's school school races now, all the kids run and he did the 800 and the 400 and then I looked at the video and then I phoned her and I said Christine um, so like when's the race, because he looks great running around the track she said no that was the race so that where are the other kids she said no it was the 800, they were still on their first lap so he had run so far away from them that they, it looks like he's running on his own on the, on, at the end of the 800. And then, so he got first place in the 800, and then it was the 400. And again, the 400 looks like a replay of the 800 the last time, because he's more than 100 meters ahead of the closest child his age when he finishes the 400. The 200 came after that, and he came fourth. <laughs> 
But I think he didn't have anything left in him. So, um, but what did, how did he get there? How did he run that race so well? And um, I have seen his parents dedicate a lot of time and effort into the training of Cornet to run. He's been running every single day. Or probably, I don't know, the runners will be, no, probably a couple of off days. But he's been training for not one year, not two, but three or four years. Because he's 16 now. And I remember there was a time that he came back from school sport and he got fourth or fifth or last. And he wanted to be faster. He wanted to to run faster. And his dad said, okay, I'll be dedicated and help you. And, uh, and he started training and training and training. And his dad kept on saying, just keep on training. And these kids that are running away from you now, don't worry about them. There'll come a year when you're going to run and you'll come first if you keep on training. So his dad was dedicated and his mom was dedicated to help him train. The thing is, he ran the race. And this year was the year that last year didn't win. But he had to run the race. His mom and his dad couldn't run the race for him. So it was him that had to stand there, wait for the gun. It went and he ran it according to plan and, and won. He actually knew he was going to win before he started. He wasn't surprised because he, he knew what the times were that the other kids can run. And he knew that he can run it in 10 seconds faster than that. And then he just ran according to that plan. And, but the thing is, see, Courtney had to become dedicated to running. So as much as his parents dedicated him and his time and set aside some time, if he didn't train with his heart in it, if he didn't become dedicated to the training that his dad had set out for him, then he would never have won a race. And for me, there's a, there's a picture in it. So we see the word dedication come out of the Bible from the Old Testament through all the way to the New Testament. And uh, I think, let's go for Jeremiah 29 verse 11, a very well-known verse. It says, this is God speaking. So God's speaking to his, to, his, uh, to his people. He's speaking to Israel at the time. But he's saying, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So, I'm not going to go into the, into the correct biblical context of the scripture. But I'm going to say that this is not a verse that says that we'll all have lots of money. This is a verse that says that God has a plan for each one of us to have more of him, to be his, to be in his will. And the hope and future is that we can be with him forever. That's the hope and future that God has. He's planned that for each and every single person. Because how do I know that? Well, 
in John 3.16 it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son for whosoever. What does it say? Uh, that whoever in the NIV, King James, is whosoever. So whoever believes in him. Whoever is, not somebody specific. It's actually every single person that has been born on this planet. If they believe in Jesus, they can be saved. So God has got this plan for every single one of us. So God definitely has dedicated us. As our, as our spiritual parent, he has dedicated us to be his. But we have to walk into it. Whosoever is only there if we believe in Jesus. So the temple implements were dedicated to God's service, right? You remember that in the Old Testament. So they had all these chandeliers and plates with bread on them, show bread, and they had goblins filled with wine, and they've got uh, things burning, incense and stuff. And those things were made out of specific materials according to God's command. And they were dedicated to the service of God in his house. So the priests came together with Moses and Aaron and they prayed over it and they did some rituals and then they said these things can never be used for anything else. They're dedicated. They are purposed for a specific purpose in God's house. They're going to serve in God's house. And it it worked like that in the tent and later in God's house that they built. Except until the Babylonians came and they grabbed all the stuff and they take it to Babylon and then they started using it for the king's service of Babylon. So he ate from those plates that were dedicated to God's service. And all of a sudden they lost their purpose. Still served the king, but not the king. And he put it in his treasury and it went on to display. Look at all the stuff I have. It says, and and then you've got the stuff that was made for a purpose. And it was dedicated to God's house to, for service. And it's now lost its real purpose. And it's a real perfect plan. It's still serving food. So you can say the plate's still working. But it's not in God's temple anymore. It's not serving the actual dedicated purpose. It was intended for a particular purpose. And uh, then later on we see in Ezra that God moves the heart of the king of Babylon. And he gives him everything back that they took from the temple. And they take it back and they go and they rebuild a house to God. And they rededicate all these implements to God. And they regain their purpose. How how incredible is that? They, they once again get used. And I think if a plate could have emotion, it would be, yay, this is what I was created for. Right? In the presence of God. I think it's a picture for us today. I think each one of us have been dedicated to God's service. We've been, God has said, I know the plans I have for you. I've created you with a purpose and a plan. The Bible speaks of that God has 
prepared good works for us ahead of time to do. It speaks of should you choose to walk in God's way, then God's got great plans for you. But it's your choice. So this morning, I think that's the other thing. The the plate in God's house, well, it was used. They put bread on it, they had to wash it, and then it, like a plate in your house, it got recycled and it served again and again, but it did things. There was a lampstand, it wasn't just there in the corner, like we do these days, we've got a lampstand somewhere. But, well, okay, now we've got ESCOM, uh, so we reuse the lampstands. It's not so bad. <laughs> They've regained their purpose. <laughs> but we often have things in our home that once had a purpose and now they're just on display. The things in the temple that was, they were dedicated to a purpose. So they weren't just on display. They actually served their purpose. And God said that to me today. Like, like I've given you some abilities and I've given you things that you can do. And I've purposed you to be able to do those. So the talents and the abilities that you have this morning isn't just there to serve your own needs. God has purposed you specifically for something of service in his home, in his house. And in the New Testament context, his house is us. So it's not the meeting on a Sunday or a Wednesday. It's that too. It's not this building, because this is a school hall. Uh, it also wouldn't be that building with the clock and the tower. Although we called that the church. Huh? All of us grew up, or most of us grew up in, in a traditional church. Where we started calling the building the church. Um, and then we had to assign all these things. Okay, let's not go there. Um, <laughs> to the building. Um, which were not true. But actually we are that building. It says we get, on Wednesday we spoke about that. That as we get built together as God's church, as his family, you can interchange those. We become a dwelling place for God's spirit. And then God's word says wherever there's more than one or two of you, he is. That's why. Because we've been built together so God can dwell among us. So, each one of us need to play our role. Each one of us. We, we don't have to take the kids out, eh? Petra, you don't have to take the kids out. Yeah. They can stay. Yeah. Sorry, kids. <laughs> Sorry. Um, thanks. The kids like to go out. They love kids' chore. We'll have double, we'll have double kids' church next week, I promise. Okay. From Dirk near. Okay. Net double so lekker as from Dirk Anis. The kids, like, I mean, if I ask the kids who their favorite teacher is, um, I won't. But I, I can guess. <laughs> but, 
yes, dedicated to him. So this morning, um, I want to ask you, if you're part of Toschen, this morning, are you fulfilling that purpose that you were made for in his house? Like some of the practical stuff. And in that, what I'm going to do is next week, Sunday, after the service, I'm going to have, how much time do we need? 30 minutes. We're going to do 30 minutes of, this is what we need to do. We need some cool drinks in the back. At the moment, we've decided it's too hot for coffee. So we've got some cool drinks in the back. They're there. And, um, but what else? Chairs need to be packed. Tables need to be stacked on a Sunday. We need guys to help with sound. Because worship this morning would be impossible with people without people doing sound. But because Phil isn't well... Uh, our bass player is also our sound guy this morning. And uh, so we need guys for sound. We need guys for children's church to help. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that we can all get involved with. There's a lot of purposes on a Sunday that we can fulfill. And it's a small little ask that. The bigger ask is actually during the week. Are we helping Danelle and Young, are we involved in their lives? Do I know where they? Do you know where they live? Have you invited them for a meal? Because if you haven't, you won't know what's going on in their house. You won't know whether they're doing well or not so well. And that can be said for every parent. What about the parents that have missed church? We might assume some stuff. Where's Liesl this morning? Well, my kids are sick, so Liesl came early and set up some stuff and then had to leave to go get prescriptions and help Nathan and, and Michael. But do we know these things of one another? And do we then get involved? Not just, oh, wait, uh, some people are far away on a farm and they're sick, so, and they've got family. The family will help them. Or are we the family? And will we go and say, hey, are you okay? I didn't do that, I'm sorry. <laughs> are you okay? And can we help? Can we bring you some food, some normal needs, and some spiritual needs? Can I pray for you? Um, Alan's dad passed away. Uh, yesterday, day before yesterday, day before yesterday. And are we praying for Alan? They've gone to Cape Town. Uh, they'll probably stay there until uh, until his dad's been buried. And Alan's also building a house. So that's going to come to a dead standstill while he's gone. Who's going to look after the pl- plot while Alan is not here? Are we going to do that? Are we going to drive to his house? Do you know where his new house is? And I'm asking you these questions because if if we don't know these things about each other, it means we're not really that involved with one another. I can pick some newer people, like 
the Corlitz family and say, do you know what Andre does for a living? Or why they are in Otsurin? And how are they doing? Do you know to which school their daughter goes? I'm not going to answer that question for you. You're going to have to ask them. She goes to a very nice school. So, this morning I want to ask all of us. So the first question is this. Are you, have you ever been, have you ever taken up the dedication to God? Have you ever been awakened to the fact that God has purposed you for a specific thing in your life? In other words, have you come to the point where you've one day said, God, I want to fulfill the purpose that you've got for my life. I want to make you my king and savior so that I can be repurposed like those implements that were taken from Babylon into the temple. You can do that today. You can be purposed today to fulfill the perfect thing that God has made you for, which is actually to be his child and to serve him in whatever that looks like. 